0: Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King,
1: created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level.
0: Nowadays, everyone's an educator.
1: Whether you chose that career or not.
0: And we're all in this together.
1: So come on, let's do this. Welcome
0: Welcome to to the the new edu. EDU.
1: Podcast, everybody. Hello, everybody! Another week means that you survived. I always like to celebrate the survival of teachers and parents out there.
0: Live through live all tell the, the things. things Yes.
1: So we're so excited that you're joining us for this week listen this week we're gonna we're gonna jump right in here in just a minute because we've got kind of some heavy stuff to talk about based on what we've been seeing and hearing from educators yes. and parents alike We're gonna be talking about t- really titling this episode more than a teacher yeah, right yeah. and we're gonna be talking about something that actually we've been discussing a lot some mm-hmm. a little story of something that happened to Wade and what that means for us as educators but also, we're going to get deep into a conversation of teacher guilt, which I think is running rampant right now in the world of education, and I'm sure it's something that every single educator can completely relate to. And so, um, speaking of that, I was actually going to put on makeup for this podcast, oh, you didn't. and then I thought to myself, "I'm not Why going to not? let the expectations of others define what it I looks think like is you beautiful." Have makeup on anyway, there you go, Wade King. Yeah, that's, right. no, that's good stuff. You're a good man, right Do there, King. You like Wade my coffee King. mug? I do like your coffee Monk. He is currently drinking out of uh, Sully. Yeah, sorry. From Monsters From Monsters Inks. Inks. And I'm sure that they, listen, Wade does not drink silently, so you're going to wish that he did not have coffee because it is the most, and maybe it's just because, it's like no. like I'm
0: riding in your car with you. This
1: was before quarantine, that, oh, I cannot eat with Wade King in silence. Oh, this is
0: forever. I have to turn on the TV. It cannot happen. Or the radio or something.
1: Nor drink a soda. Every time he even pops the can, I'm just like waiting for the... Meow does anybody relate to that? Or is it just like as a spouse, it's amplified times a thousand and nobody else would actually notice that sound. Today, we're going to get into this conversation about you are more than a teacher because it is so true, but we're going to talk about a little story that kind of impacted us and just kind of got us thinking about really what defines us. And so you ready to dive right in?
0: Yeah, let's dive in. Let's do it. So what is this story you speak of?
1: (laughs) Many of you know that we have social media platforms. Yes. Give us a follow. No, I'm kidding. Listen. I have never, like, labeled myself as an influencer or what what even that title means. Because we've talked so much about that your numbers don't qualify you to be an influencer, that everybody's an influencer. So if you're on social media, you're posting things for other people to see you're an influencer. Certain things happen when you do grow your following, and some of those things being very good. Sometimes it opens you up to opportunities, and then sometimes it's just really cool to have a community of people that's Mm like-minded and they're following you because – well, most of them are following you because they have similar interests and because you share perhaps a hobby or a profession or similar interests or whatever it may right. be. Yeah. And listen, I love, and I, I know you love too, I love interacting with other people. And so mm-hmm. I love getting DMs from people. I'm not saying that I'm always the best at keeping up with them, but I love getting DMs from people. I love when people respond to stuff in my story. I feel like these are my friends. Like Yeah. They're my, they're my Insta like friends. That? They're my Insta fam. But sometimes on that same breath, we also get a lot of messages from people who are either telling us how we could do things better. You know, I've received many of messages about how I can parent Maverick better and how I can be a better mom and how I can make better choices as a teacher and how people don't agree with me. And listen, I am fine with people not agreeing with me. Like, that's great. You can message me things. We can have a conversation. We can talk it out. But sometimes people just kind of push their viewpoints and what they think I should be or what they think you should be. Mm -hmm. They slide those little messages into our DMs. They hop into our DMs and they let us know who we are. Yeah, Right? And so that's where I kind of get a little bit like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not just that you're disagreeing with me. Now you're trying to tell me-
0: Trying to boss me around. Who
1: I am and how (laughs) I should run this platform and how I should be better. So anyways- Y'all know the drill. Y'all know how people get into DMs and get crazy. Y'all have seen people post stuff and all, all the things. And you might follow Wade, so you might have already seen yeah, um, a little conversation about this. But essentially, somebody got into his DMs, mm-hmm. and they gave him a message about what they thought that he should share on his profile. And yeah. it, what did it say?
0: Yeah, so um, it was it was really weird and, and very random. So yeah, we were actually at, where were we? At the Children's Museum with Maverick. Mm-hmm. And I saw it pop up. I thought it was just a question about the podcast that was launching tomorrow that everyone's listening to right now. But it was not. Uh, she said, I'm a 56-year-old teacher. I love what you and Hope have done for education. Kids are learning and loving it. Please don't ruin it with your ego. None of us want to see your workouts. We don't care about your body and those that do aren't teachers. So I read that and I was like, man, do I post a lot of my my body on Instagram because that's not what I want to do. Do I have a lot of like shirtless, disgusting pictures. Let me see what I'm talking about. What is she referring to? So I scroll back.
1: Well, there was this one time.
0: There's one time, but <laughs> Hope always tells me like, hey, you probably need to take that down because I don't think about that. So I thought about it. I showed it to Hope. It, it didn't bother me as much because we get these things all the time. Um, and so we usually just brush them off. But something just set really weird with me with this one. I was like, man, there's a lot more to this than just what she wrote. And so Talked to Hope about it. She said, maybe you should say this. Maybe you should share this. And
1: I just, it's not even that. Listen, this has nothing to do with, oh, let me expose this person at all. But I was like, wow, like that is the problem Mm -hmm. with a lot of people, including teachers, is that we think we can only, no other profession, no other profession in the world would this comment have been in a DM for, I don't believe. Right. Because, but when it comes to being a teacher, if you're a teacher, you can only be that. You can only be a teacher. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That that Mm. is the problem. Mm -hmm. That is the number one problem in this profession is that when people are a teacher, everyone expects you to just be that. And I'm like, hold on a second. Mm. We are so much more than just that. And so, you know, I thought that this needed to be like... Uh, not even a teachable moment, but um, a relatable moment to really spark conversation amongst our, you know, the following that we have, which is educators about, let me just remind you. Your identity. That your identity is not just defined by you being a teacher. A lot of times our identity gets so wrapped up in our profession and it is so easy to do as an educator. Well, not even
0: educators, people in general. People in general. They they get tied up in their work.
1: I agree but i also think that it's really
0: oh, right now, for the teachers, education for profession sure. Sure. Um,
1: but it's not even that we think that of ourselves i'm talking about the outside world like everybody thinks yeah. that you're just a teacher
0: yeah and when your students see you at the grocery store they freak out because yeah. they're like oh my gosh that person's real
1: oh you, have a you don't
0: live at the school you're right you don't shower what? there but uh, you actually get yeah.
1: outside the the doors of the building that's that's crazy right yeah and so i was like you know i think what you need to do because it was bothering him i don't care what he says i
0: mean it and it listen, was it was a, a three two out of a ten honestly like it but wasn't I can't that always I was say upset or angry it that was, it doesn't bother me if yeah, things bother it, people it was just weird. And so it was sitting weird with me. And so so I was like,
1: we'll do something about it. You know, have a conversation with people on, you know, your social media. And let's well, I responded.
0: I responded to her first. That's what I did. And so this is what I said in response. I just said, thanks for the kind words. It's, it's what I've always done in my feed. And it's exactly the same as it's always been. Wrestling, teaching, music, and Jesus is who I am. And it's what I've shared since I've had an account. We encourage teachers to have and use their go-to thing. These are mine. They allow me to stay mentally healthy and happy. Teaching isn't all of who I am. It's part of who I am. That. And so, yeah, Hope encouraged me to share this just to remind teachers and people in general that what you do isn't entirely who you are.
1: It's a part of who you
0: are. It's a part of who you are.
1: And so... Literally, it was. How nuts. many responses did you have on that specific post? Like comments.
0: Comments. I had 275 comments, T-
1: which is huge in the teacher world because teachers don't be commenting on no, posts.
0: it was crazy. Like ever. I, I, I was very, I, I was very hesitant to share it because I was like, oh my gosh, what, what if, what if I do, what if I do have this ego? What, what, what are people gonna?
1: Or like, why are you trying to expose somebody? That's horrible of you. Uh,
0: Yeah, I blocked her out. I didn't show. I didn't. I didn't show who she was or anything like that. It was just the conversation. But everybody was like, "Man, this is speaking to my soul. This This is is exactly this is how I feel." This is how I was like, "Wow."
1: And so obviously it was like, "Whoa!" Like we were not expecting, or Wade wasn't expecting that kind of response. And so we were like, "Man." This is a problem. Yeah. This is a problem in the world of education that as a human you think that 100% of your identity is tied up in your profession or what you're doing your job as as an educator. Yeah. And so we were like, man, we need to, you know, let's let's talk to the community about this and we think that, you know, this is a problem. How do we overcome this and how do we make sure that our identity is like you said, it's a teaching it's
0: part of who you are. It's a
1: part of who you are. We've already talked about that teaching is not the only thing that defines you, but before we get into the heavy stuff that we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. today, because as I mentioned, what we're talking about now ties directly into teacher guilt, which is a huge yes. topic and has not always worse. been a huge topic of not necessarily discussion, but I would think a huge issue and personal issue for a lot of educators. Well, I would say almost all educators. One thing that we wanted to encourage you to do as we're kind of walking you through today's episode and as we're talking through teacher guilt. Is is to first start off by recognizing that, yes, you are a teacher, but that is simply a piece, a part of who you are. Education is one of the, it is the best profession out there. I'm going to say it is the best profession out there. I love my profession. I love what I get to do. Mm -hmm. But even as much as I love what I get to do, it is a piece of me. Mm -hmm. And so as an educator, we don't choose to become an educator so that we can sign our entire life away, nor should we have to do that. Mm -hmm. That should not be an expectation of any teacher to have to sign away who you are as a person to become an educator, right? right? And so we want to make that distinguishing point that being an educator— I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again because a lot of people need to hear this right now. Being an educator is a part of who you are. Being an educator is a part of of who you are. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in our career that we forget who we are. Mm -hmm. So what we want to challenge you to do is to start off, and we know that some of y'all might be running, you might be working out, you might be in your car, you might be during planning, I don't know. But you can do this mentally or in your phone. But we want you to start by making a list of who you are.
0: Reflecting on it. So I mean, for for me, this is how I because I mean, I think we all get wrapped up into this, uh, some aspect of our life and everything that we do. And so uh, we seriously just want you to take that teaching brain off. What yeah. other things make up who you are without teaching? And if it all comes back to teaching, you got a lot of reflection to do right. with yourself and with your life.
1: And a lot, you know, when we're talking about burnout, which is not mm-hmm. the focus of our episode today. But if you are struggling with saying, gosh, I'm... And if you can only list the, the very visible pieces, like, okay, I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm the, you know, those very visible, like, obvious pieces, yeah. again, it is a piece, you know, it's a, a starting place for reflection. Like, wow, have I, you know, wrapped myself so far into my career that I don't even yeah. know? And I've been there. Have you, I mean? Have you been you? I don't think that you've been there quite as much as I have. I haven't
0: been there near as much as you have.
1: I've been there, and I.
0: <laughs> you've learned from it.
1: I have, but maybe, you've
0: learned from it's it.
1: Fine, maybe I need to be a part of this reflection exercise too, guys. I'm doing it right along with you. I want you to know we we
0: all fall into it, um, and then people who are super passionate about what they do, which I am, which is a great thing. You get sucked into it even more because you want to do the best that you can.
1: Well, you know, and on the episode that we not to get off on a tangent at all, but on the episode with Jody Carrington, Mm. where I talked about during this season that I had really, really struggled with anxiety and depression. And prior to that, if I'm reflecting on who I was, every piece of who I was was something related to my profession, to work. Mm. And so, so much of my identity was tied up in that and a lot of validation doesn't come with that. I mean, it's, there's not a lot of validation yeah. of people pouring into you as a teacher. So yeah. when you wrap your whole identity up into this profession and then people aren't validating that, that can be a big struggle. And so, you know, we shared a lot about that on the episode with Jody Carrington. So you can go back and listen to that if you haven't. But, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That I need to be a part of this reflective exercise too, nah, but I have done, learned from it, but, I was, no, yeah, but I was there. But the point is, I was there. I was there where my whole identity was wrapped up in teaching and get your teach on and everything that we do. That was my identity, I mean, and it
0: still is a and, big and a part place, of though. It is a big part of your life and my life too. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just hmm, reflecting on it. So
1: just letting you know, I'm right there with you guys. Wait over here. He's got it down.
0: I'm perfect. <laughs>
1: In every way, guys. In Not every at all. Way. We want you to make that list for yourself. And again, if you're struggling, this is time to really sit and think about, whoa, who am I now? Who do maybe I want to be? Who do I know that I am or that I have been that I would like to get back to? That's kind of almost like when we talk about priorities, you got to think about where you are so you know where you want to go.
0: Yeah. Right? And since this and since Hope uh, spoke to me about everything that's happened with this, just Figuring out why we get sucked into our identity personally, what I often do is I, I even think back to when I was I was a child. Like, what are the things that made me excited when I was a kid? Mm-hmm. Do those things make me excited now? Yes. Well, they, still, they yeah, do. They're still, still a, a part of, of who, who you are.
1: You are. Even, Jinx. Ah. Even if um, you're not able to give time to that, it's still who it's you, who you are. are, right? So it's not about oh, I need to become a different person. I need to become a new me. No, maybe we just lost sight of a little bit of who we actually are, even mm-hmm. if we're not giving time to that. So we want you to really reflect on who am I? Who, what are the core pieces of me that have always made me me? And like you said, it might even be important for you to, ooh, I'm getting hot. <laughs> it's,
0: it's hot in here. It's getting
1: hot. This little conversation is getting deep you know, think back to who you have always been. And we want you to even go as far because we think it's so important for us to see visually. Like this is something that we practice when we're talking about gratitude and we're talking about, it's not just enough to think it through, seeing it on paper, writing it down, putting it somewhere that you can see it every day. That's what brings us to be consciously aware of who I am and wanting to make a change. So we want you to write an I am statement. I am. And we want you to take that list that you just created and turn it into who you are, a statement about who you are and who you've always been. Who are been. you?
0: How would you start your I am statement?
1: Why you got to put me on the spot
0: Because it's like your idea. <laughs> how, how would, what, what would you say?
1: I mean, obviously, like I said. You don't have to say everything. Just okay, I won't say everything. I mean, the obvious ones. I am a educator. I am a mom. I am a wife. I am a daughter. I am a friend. And so you can get into all of the relationship Yeah, places. and
0: so I, I think completely, like, That's obvious, but then I think on the other hand, I am someone who enjoys this. I am someone who likes X, Y, and Z. I am someone that does not like X, Y, and Z. And so there's a lot of I am statements you can do.
1: I am someone who thrives on creativity. Mm. I am someone who... I am someone who
0: stresses out over creativity.
1: Okay. I am someone who needs periods of rest and to be able to decompress and to be able to let go of the world and like venture into an alternative place which is why I come down and watch Hallmark movies and comic book movies and
0: Batman (laughs) that's what I do
1: no but I mean that's also a piece of who I am and I you know uh, like I said I thrive on creativity I am someone who needs exercise for my mental health like exercise is Mm -hmm. such so important to me and to my mental health
0: those are good examples you can stop now Okay. okay you're good
1: Oh, I was really getting into it. I know. It was good. Okay. After this, I'm going to make my list. There you go. It's only a, what, 30-minute show? Is that what you're
0: about to say? 40-ish.
1: Okay. But that whole reflective piece is so important because if you don't even see that you have an identity outside of being a teacher and then you struggle with teacher guilt, look no further. There's Mm -hmm. your answer. There's your answer because your entire identity is wrapped up in what you do instead of who you are.
0: And when you do this, it's fine if you talk about your teaching stuff. But, yeah, But what, what, absolutely. What, what we would suggest you to do at the end is take that teaching stuff out to see what's left. Wow. I know. That's good, isn't it? Because your creativity, I bet you were thinking wow. gets to each and teaching. Oh
1: That, wait.
0: I'm telling you. That's
1: good right there. See,
0: that? that's why I'm pretty to good most of the time. To write down
1: everything and then take out the parts.
0: That are connected to teaching. That
1: are connected to teaching and to see what's left.
0: That's right. There you go. Man, But you but, bring but, it
1: every once in a while. To
0: the I mean, new if you EDU, could get inside this in brain, I just don't share it. <laughs> I, don't. I just don't share it. Oh
1: gosh! It. Yeah, you thrive. You thrive on the podcast. That, that must be my right.
0: ego showing from Absolutely. what they said. That's Absolutely. that's my ego. Also, that that lady reached back out to me and she uh, she apologized and she she said, "Man, thank you so much for." Opening my eyes because that's the way it should be. So, yeah.
1: And I, I mean, I appreciate that. And I appreciate yeah, that. That is what social media should be about. Yeah you can't expect everybody to be perfect and say the perfect thing and to do the perfect thing all the time, but that's growing and having these difficult conversations and Mm -hmm. talking about things and not shying away from the difficult things or the hard pieces. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I appreciate that part that she came back to the conversation and said, wow, I really didn't think of it from that perspective, or I really didn't, you know, think about that before I said it. I think that that's so, so important. Kind of moving into where does this take us? And, you know, when our identity becomes so wrapped up in what we do, Again, a lot of times that sets us up for an extreme amount of guilt. Yeah. And I have been seeing so much on social media about teacher guilt. And I've been seeing teachers, you know, getting on, which I'm love that people are sharing the realities of what are right now, because yeah. if we were all trying to act like we had a perfect classroom with perfect instruction, that right there is very toxic for for what is happening now. And I'm not saying that we need to harbor on that and always live in the negative. But I think that there is so much value when people are sharing the beautiful parts of education mm-hmm. and the very challenging parts right. of education, yeah. because there are both just like any profession. But you know, as well as I, that you have seen people, you know, sharing things about you know, the fact that Oh my gosh, I you know, I needed time for myself and so I spent the whole weekend doing things with my family and things that made me happy, but now I'm not prepared for Monday and I'm struggling with all of this guilt and I'm not going to be the, I'm not going to be the best teacher for my kids and they're going to miss out on Monday and they're not going to learn as much as they need to learn. And not only that, but I'm teaching from home and I can't teach them as fast as I usually do and or I can't do the engaging activities that I've always done or I can't do yeah. room transformations or I can't do yeah. use music and I'm teaching I'm I'm not even able to teach like myself and there is literally just I feel like right now, looming over education is a constant state of guilt.
0: It's. If we were talking about this in the car just a little while ago. At how it's not necessarily what's happening like this week or last week. It's everything that's kind of led up to this point. Yeah. It doesn't matter if if you're back in school or not. Like you, teachers didn't have a break really, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is a brand new first year, a brand new dynamic. That everyone's trying to navigate. It's not the same, and it's just very different, and it's challenging, and it's hard, and you're tired. We get that. We get that, and we see you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the feelings are so valid. And a lot of times for teachers, it is very different than any other profession. Not necessarily any other profession, but most professions in the fact that you do not leave your work at a desk and then know that that work is waiting on you tomorrow. And you can get to it when you can get to it.
0: Right. You don't have we. You don't have that option that, that's because never kids been are in, waiting. Humans. That's never been in education before.
1: No. And education, you know, many of us taught that it's a 24-7 job. And it, it is and it can be. And, you know, it's very different. And it's – it.
0: You know, Sunday nights are rec- stressful. There's a lot. And you get scared and you get nervous. And you can't and, sleep. Right, and you can't sleep and you're worried about not getting sleep because you're going to be tired because you have 20 30 kids depending on it's a lot.
1: My dad was an engineer and he never lost sleep on a Sunday night.
0: He never he never understood.
1: No. I mean, well, I'm not saying that he never, you know, tried to understand or that he yeah, never Yeah, but he understood,
0: just couldn't. It was impossible. He
1: never lost sleep on a Sunday night no. or a Monday night. I mean, now at certain times he did have big projects and he would, you know, lose, lose sleep, sleep then, night, but yeah. that would be for a you know, a period of time. But for teaching, we don't just get to say, okay, I'll get to that tomorrow because you have kids greeting you at the door, and you don't have time to get to it tomorrow because yeah. they're ready to learn. And so that is what make it, makes education so difficult. But also, we really want to get into guilt and what this looks like and what could be possibly you know, causing so much guilt to find its way into education and yeah. what this looks like, for, looks like for teachers as we try not to have... And put so much pressure on ourselves to cause so much guilt. Because I think that, honestly, it really breaks my heart, but I think it breaks my heart because I understand and I've been there and I've felt it and I've felt this a lot, um, that guilt truly becomes a habit of thought, just like with any part mm-hmm. of our thinking, that we're always thinking we're not good enough. We're not living up to the expectations. We didn't get it all finished today. We didn't get it all the way, we, the way we, that we wanted it to happen. And it just becomes a constant, we're not good enough, we're not good enough, we're not good enough, because we can never get caught up to feel like, okay, I've got a handle on yeah.
0: this. And I you say it best. I mean, where does that guilt come from? You just mentioned expectations. Yeah. Like what kind of expectations have been put on you? But you have to think about who are you? Like if you were only a teacher, then you, you could live in that. You can live in that guilt, but you're not only a teacher. And so those expectations that are put on you as a teacher aren't as important as they should be because there's so many other things that make up you in your life. It's not the end of the world all, every single day. It seems like it if you live in it.
1: That's a great point. It's because, you know, a lot of times, like you said, if my list was, if I took away everything that was teaching related, I wouldn't have much left. Yeah. Well, then where does my validation come from? Teaching. Well, if I'm not feeling good enough or I'm not able to do everything that I want to do, I'm never going to have validation. I'm never going to feel like a good enough human. Mm -hmm. But it's because my identity is so far wrapped up in what I'm doing. And so, you know, here's the thing with guilt. And I I have tried to learn. I'm not going to say that I know. We all have it. I've tried to learn about guilt. I've tried to be very self-aware of guilt. Y'all know that we are no, you know, strangers to therapy and to counseling. I've worked a lot with my therapist on guilt because it's something that I think mm-hmm. that all educators struggle with, but especially me. It's something that I've always struggled with. And so, several things that I've had to do is, you know, first of all, think about where my guilt is coming from. Because I am not saying that your feelings are not valid, but a lot of times our guilt doesn't have any validity.
0: Mm That's important right there. That is very important.
1: We are creating things in our, okay, I'm not going to say we. I'm just going to say me, but maybe some of you will relate. I am creating false sense and false expectations in my mind that people don't even have of me, but I think they have of me, and that is where my guilt starts. But the problem is, is that my feelings might be valid, but my guilt is not actually valid because it might even be that nobody has those those expectations of me but i'm putting that in my own thinking in my own process of thought and it's not even real it's false it's
0: it's it's really false no one has put those expectations on you we we have to think also, I mean, obviously, some some feelings are validated, like you have to plan your lessons, you, you have to be prepared, like that's nothing new. But we have to also understand that administration and superintendents, they are under a lot of pressure too, and they could be feeling the same thing you are, but at a totally different level. And so sometimes that can trickle down as well. And so yeah. you have to realize that but has your administration, has the superintendent, has the district really, really put these astronomical expectations on you? Or are those expectations you've kind of put on yourself because you want to do the very best that you can when you just showing up, you're killing it and you don't even realize it.
1: And I think that is so many educators right now. I do too. And, you know, I mean, when it comes to guilt, again, stop and think for a second, where is my guilt coming from? Because guilt is basically something that happens, an emotion that we have when we have hurt or harmed someone's feelings. What what is the mm. action that you have done?
0: Have you hurt or harmed have you anybody?
1: Hurt or you know? Have you hurt? Have you harmed? Have you offended someone? Offended. But really think about the action that you have done, because if you haven't done an action to hurt, harm, offend, then what do you have to feel guilty for? Mm. What, what guilt are you wearing? And I think a lot of times the guilt that we wear doesn't even belong to us. It belongs to the expectations that others have of us.
0: Yeah. And, and, and my goodness, if you cannot, let's say that you have to contact 10 kids in a week and you only got to six or seven and you tried your darndest, who cares? Who cares? You are doing the daggum best that you can. Have you harmed anybody? No. Have you hurt anybody? No. Have you let yourself down? I don't know what your expectation is about yourself, but that's pretty darn good considering everything else you have to do during that week. And so take that pressure off of yourself for trying to own up to expectations that aren't truly sustainable and that aren't real expectations.
1: Yeah, because again... Your expectations could be something that you're creating in your mind. And a lot of times when we even plant a small seed, it starts to grow and it festers and those expectations or thoughts of expectations become bigger. And then we overwhelm ourselves and nobody's actually trying to overwhelm us. We're overwhelming ourselves and we're feeling guilty ourselves because of those expectations. So again, where is this guilt coming from? And is your guilt a reality? Is it realistic for the for those expectations that others are setting of you, or is it something that is literally snowballing into this bigger issue than really the small... Than what it really needs th- to be. Than what it really needs to be, what realistically mm-hmm. it should be. So again, I, I wish that I could... And th- do there need to be changes in the educational system.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Sure there they do. There needs of to be changes in every Duh. system. Hello.
1: There's all, if, if any system is perfect, I would love to see that system. Yeah. Because there is no such thing.
0: I mean, if you know us, we you know that we're all about creativity and rigor, and we're trying to push that out into the educational world, but it is what it is right now. We're doing the best that we can, and y'all are too.
1: There are systems that need to be changed all over the place, and education is one of them. And there are lots of positive changes that could be made in education. Absolutely. I am not shying away from that. But I'm a realist when I deal with myself. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Our voice matters. Absolutely. Voting matters. Absolutely. Speaking up so that you're heard matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that one person can't change things, but I'm saying that change takes time. Yep. And so we can't sit here with a ticking clock waiting on those changes to occur. We have to put changes into action to take care of ourselves. That's to, to handle and to take care of what we can control. Mm-hmm. And we're not gonna be able to control those systems right now. Speaking up, yes. Advocating for change, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that we're gonna be able to change those systems right now. And so I'm not saying that administration is not putting pressure on you and that they're listen, they're feeling the pressure too, and I'm not making excuses for them whatsoever, but this is a freaking weird time.
0: Yeah, and they and I promise you, if you mess up on one little thing, they've got bigger fish to fry than that.
1: Right. But I think that what you said is a lot of times, yes, they're putting new things on us. Yes, it d- we, we don't always like these mandates because we mm-hmm. maybe have not had them before. Yes, it's uncomfortable because because we're having to change things up or we're having to do things we've never had to do. And we feel like it's more and more and more on our plate. But again, I'm challenging you to really think, is this the pressure that they are putting on me? Or is this the pressure that I am taking a little bit from them and amplifying it? to make it even greater than what it actually is. Because I am so scared, like you said, of not being a perfectionist, of letting one little piece drop, of letting one plate drop. I am so afraid of not living up to where everybody thinks that Hope King is perfect, that I've got to get it all right, I've got to do everything, when they might not even be expecting me Mm -hmm. to do everything. Mm -hmm. And so just be very self-aware. That is one of the biggest things that I've had to work to do to... Not overcome guilt, because I don't think that it's everything that you overcome, but to cope with.
0: Yeah, manage it. To
1: manage and to cope with my guilt is to be very, very self-aware of where my guilt is coming from. So this kind of goes back to, like you said, look at what defines you.
0: Yeah, you, you have to. You have to reflect and see what makes up you as the person, you as Hope King, you as Wade King. What makes you happy? What makes you excited? What other responsibilities do you have in life? And then you need to look at those foundational principles on who you are and set your priorities based off of those.
1: Yeah. This is how coping begins is to say, okay, who am I as a person? And again, we're challenging you to not just have a list that relates to teaching. Right. But even outside of teaching. And then how do I establish my expectations of myself based on these things that make me me?
0: Right. Right. What what pieces of you are important to you, and what pieces of you um, don't need to take precedent over every little aspect of your life?
1: And this goes back, and this is something that Wade and I have talked a lot about: is setting a list of, making a list of priorities, mm-hmm. establishing your priorities. And you know, I've even talked about a plate of priorities. If you've joined us for any of our virtual conferences, or yeah. if we've done trainings at your school, we've talked about a plate of priorities, and really recognizing that you know, a lot of times what happens, and this is again. I'm talking to myself purely here, but we get very comfortable with our plate. We establish our plate of priorities. We it's have basic. certain things on our plate. It's basic. And we really get a handle on that. And so instead of saying, okay, let me stop for a second and think about where my priorities and time can shift. Instead of doing that, what do we start doing? We start adding more onto our plate mm-hmm. and we start adding more onto our plate. And that's when I start recognize that I start getting overwhelmed. Yep. I start having a huge sense of guilt. Just take a, Take a step back for a second. When you get comfortable with your priorities, that just might mean that you need to shift some priorities, right? To spend more time on an area or to do more, you know, spend more time or focus here. It doesn't mean that you need to keep adding to what you're already, because you only have so many hours in a day. Right. Don't continuously add to your plate of priorities, because if you're stacking a plate full of food, one little pea can be the difference in your whole plate falling off, collapsing, tipping over.
0: And that's your time. And that's your time. And and you have to make sure that you are using your time effectively. I think this this is one of the main things that I learned when I was actually student teaching. When you're at school, whatever you can do at school, get it done. Whatever breaks you have, if you're not planning a lesson, if you have other work that you can do that will take care of your life, get it done. So when you go home, and this is I know I'm speaking to the choir because educators, we're always thinking and we're always working. I'm not saying you don't have to work on the weekend or when you go home because we're always grading papers. We're making those parent contacts. But make sure that you are adequately using that time at school. If you need to get there a few minutes early, get there a few minutes early to knock it out of the park so you have that free time.
1: Yeah. And here's what that looks like. Say Friday comes and you're like, wow, this has been one hectic week. Like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Ooh, I I don't even know how I made it through this week, and I haven't had time to plan my normal creative lessons. Okay. I haven't had time to think about a costume or a room transformation or a song or a Which hands-on experience. Which most people don't right now, right? So when it comes time for Friday, I'm going to spend a little bit of time, and I'm going to prepare basic lessons. To where I get my instruction done yeah. that Monday, or maybe it's even you're planning for Monday. You know, some of us live on a day to day time schedule, and that's how you that's how you grind. You go, yeah. Okay, that was me. I was never uh, if I planned a week in advance. You know, I mean, I had my basic plans, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, we we were planning units more than we yeah. did day by day. Yeah, we had to turn in lesson plans, but I never turned mine in.
1: But on Friday, I'm not trying to <laughs> stress myself with living up to my typical expectation of myself, I'm saying, okay, I had a rough week. So next week I'm going to plan Monday and Tuesday and we're going to get by. We're going to get by. And it's still going to be solid instruction. And I
0: guarantee you, if your administration walks into your room and you explain, I had a really difficult week last week. This is what we're doing.
1: You don't to. They're
0: not going to notice. I'm just saying, because that's what I would always think about, not once. Like you said, did my administration come in and ask me what was going (laughs) on? But I guarantee you, your administration would never come down hard on you if you had a terrible week.
1: But because when I, they walk in on Monday, I'm going to be teaching. I'm going to be teaching. Now it might not be my typical teaching. Well, it's going to be dramatic it and it's going to be exciting and You'll it's going to be, gonna be and
0: happy me, and energetic but it and...
1: might not be the typical, oh my gosh, I've got candy and hands-on lessons for everything. And I've got chairs and chants and I've got, it might just be getting to the nitty gritty, the basics.
0: And if you're teaching virtually and you're on that screen, it's the basics.
1: And so what is wrong with that? And then you're doing the basics for a week. And during that week, you say, okay, this week, like I'm I'm sliding by, I'm getting my instruction done because I'm going to get my instruction done. It might not look the way that I want to, but are my kids learning? Yes. Mm -hmm. But we know we don't make a habit of that. So now this week, I'm going to focus a little bit every day on getting myself ready for next week, on getting some lessons that are exciting for me next week, on teaching in ways that I like to teach. Every week does not have to be your on, your best week, right? And so that is what it means when we say set realistic expectations, set manageable expectations that are sustainable. That means that you might have to say, whoop, this week I am just sliding by. But why are you gonna sit and feel guilty about that? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Mm-mm. You're carrying, you're creating these false perceptions that these false expectations for yourself that do not exist. It is a personal issue. Fix it. It's a personal I mean, issue. there's nothing
0: else we can tell you. You you, you got to fix it and you got to realize it. And you know what? It's going to be fine. Yep. This it's- year is like your first year teaching all over again. Remember how you felt your first year? You're probably feeling the same exact way. Overwhelmed, tired. You were planning. You're planning day by day. You're freaking out on Sunday nights. Well, that's what this year is. Yeah. It's not good. You're not going to live in this. I promise it won't no, live in this. God. You're going through it now <laughs> to learn and it's gonna get better, and we're here obviously, to, to tell you that. But we're also here to say, you, you got this. Just recognize it and fix it.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, the final thing, once we really look at what defines us and we set realistic expectations and we're managing our priorities and we're seeing OK, once I've got this and I, I have a handle on mm-hmm. this, how do I shift or adjust my priorities without adding on to my plate, plate and doing yeah. what you talk about, which is the fear of FOMO?
0: You, you got to say no. And it's not necessarily physically saying no to something it's realizing you're going to have to sacrifice being part of something that you would love to be part of but it's going to do you it's going to do your, your heart more you health it's going to yeah it's going to do your brain more more health you, you're going to take care of yourself by sacrificing something that would be really cool and fun to just say no, to concentrate on something else. And yeah. so don't fear missing out. Don't fear the FOMO. Don't fear what people will think about you. Don't fear any of that. Because at the end of the day- None of that matters. None of that matters. And something I learned a long time ago, ain't no one gonna take care of you better than you take care of yourself. So everyone else can kiss it. Sorry, I'm, I'm really I'm really wow. amped up about this.
1: So the final so there you go, thing guys. is really kind of circling back to allowing your expectations for who you want to be, define your worth. Mm. It's not teaching that defines your worth. It defines a piece of who you are. So allow your expectations that you realistically set for yourself. Don't create some false expectation for yourself Mm -hmm. that you realistically set for yourself. Define you. Allow that to define you. And then consciously. And that's why I say at the beginning, we had you write it down. You need to write it down so you can see it to be consciously reminded of today. I am consciously choosing to let go of guilt. I am not going to allow guilt to become a habit of thought. And maybe it has become a habit of thought for you. Maybe you're so far wrapped up in the guilt that you can't even see who am I really? What what, what What is it that defines me? Because all that you're seeing is the guilt that you're not measuring up to what expectation, though?
0: Have you harmed anything? What is the purpose of that expectation? Have you offended anybody or, or any, anything? Because let me tell you like, something your kids no. are learning. Yes. Your kids
1: are growing. They are. Your kids are doing just fine. That's right. So, where is the guilt coming from?
0: That's right. right?
1: And yes, you have pressure from administration. They Don't do too. allow pressure to turn into guilt mm-hmm. just because you're not living up to their expectation. Mm-hmm. Who cares? They're going to have a different set of expectations for you next month.
0: Because they're going to get new expectations for themselves. So
1: let's be realistic. That's all I'm saying is I'm not saying what you're feeling is not valid. I'm saying that a lot of times our guilt Mm -hmm. is not realistic. Our guilt is not realistic. So the final thing, consciously choose to let go of your guilt. That a lot of times the guilt, guilt isn't even ours to carry. It's not even ours to carry. It's something faults that we have created and allowed to snowball, and it's not our job to carry it. You've got to choose to
0: let go
1: of the guilt. If yeah. you spent a weekend with your family, don't you dare feel guilty about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's who you are. And your family is part of who you are. Don't
1: stay up all night saying, oh my gosh, what, what am I going to... Let's let's get to the basics. Let's get to the basics. Let's get the basics covered. Then we're going to recover from that.
0: And, and the way that you're feeling when you come off that weekend or whatever you're doing, yeah, you you may be stressed out and that's, and that's okay. You may, you you may have a situation where you don't, yeah, don't
1: allow it to turn into guilt. Yeah. Because guilt is just so heavy to carry.
0: You shouldn't be, you should not feel guilty about any of those things. Yeah, No one should ever feel guilty about that. Guilt, is very heavy. Yeah. It is not stress. It is not a feeling. Guilt is something to, like Hope said just a second ago, if you've hurt somebody, body, if you've harmed something or someone or you— And what you are not offended. offended. Offended.
1: And you are not hurting, harming, or offending right. your kids by taking care of yourself. Or anyone else. Or your administration by taking care of yes. yourself. You are not doing that you've by taking care of you yourself. Can.
0: If you feel any type of guilt that Sunday night or whenever it is— that means that you care way too much, and you obviously aren't hurting or harming anybody because you're caring so much. Well, it
1: could also mean that when you look at who you are, your list is exactly what we talked about at the beginning. If you take away everything teaching-related, there's nothing left.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where we really need to look and say, hold on, let's normalize teachers. Yeah being human. Yes. Let's normalize teachers are having a life outside of this job. And you know who normalization starts with? You. Mm-hmm. But when we say, oh, I feel guilty because we're not normalizing it. Right. We're putting the pressure back on teachers to only be that, a teacher. No, let's normalize it and say, yeah, I spent the weekend with my family and I'm going to be the best teacher that I can be on Monday. That might not be the best teacher that I've ever been, But I'm gonna be the best teacher that I can be on Monday. That's how we start normalizing. I'm gonna take care of myself and I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna do my job and I'm gonna do it the best that I can. It might not be the best that it's ever been, but that's how we start normalizing teachers taking care of themselves. As human
0: beings, and this is what Hope and I truly believe because it's our faith, we are supposed to be the, we're supposed to put forward the best foot that we can in every aspect of who we are. So if who you are is someone who works out, you are working out the best that you can. If someone if you are a person who loves to watch movies, my goodness, you're eating popcorn and you're enjoying that movie. You are all in that movie. If you are someone who teaches, you're going in there and you're you're giving the best that you can. Teaching isn't all who you are. Right. So and realize t- that.
1: Many times to be to give your best is to simply show up is to simply show up. And you know what? There have been many of days that have done everything on the fly. Mm-hmm. And we survived. And, sometimes and you're going to survive. And, and sometimes, sometimes it, was it was
0: the best. Because you had the best conversations with those kids. You were laughing. And you weren't stressed out to get to the next activity. So
1: don't anticipate <laughs> that a day following a day of woohoo, I didn't do anything teacher-related today. It's going to be a bad day because you didn't prepare. Sometimes the days that we're unprepared for are truly the, the days that go the best.
0: Now, when when you're not prepared and you've procrastinated, that's totally different. So remember that. Like me with uh, grading papers, that was a little different.
1: Uh, now you're feeling some kind of way about that. Was
0: yourself, a li- I was guilty on that, but I, I should gonna have guilty about that. I was going to wrap the episode up on a high that. note Sorry. and
1: you had to take it back. Sorry, I just
0: remember that. There's a difference.
1: No, but seriously, we just wanted to really talk you through conversations that we've been having, conversations that we have had for years, because... Every single bit of this, the only reason we're able to talk about it is because we felt it. Mm -hmm. We've lived it. We've Mm -hmm. experienced it. We've been there. We've been there on the Sunday nights, not sleeping. We've been there on the stressful days. We've been there on the days where we have sold out our entire lives to being a teacher. And we've seen what that does.
0: We've seen how traumatic that can be. Virtual teaching, teaching, using technology, parents. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we've seen it. And it's all of it. It's like I said,
1: freaking hard. It is hard. And how you feel in every way is valid, mm-hmm. and nobody is ever going to take away from your feelings. But we just wanted to encourage you to look at guilt from a different way, and to make sure that you're setting realistic expectations, and that your guilt, a lot of times, is realistic because more times than more times than not, we have created this fantasy of That's guilt. That's right. So
0: thank you, uh, Miss um, DM Instagram Lady, for great content that people <laughs> needed to hear. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say her name. I was just no, kidding. but
1: hopefully you feel like, okay, I'm going to start being reflective. I'm mm-hmm. going to start being consciously aware of the guilt that I'm wearing and the emotions that I'm wearing going into the classroom because that can be contagious for kids. That's right. That can be contagious for kids. And truly, we want for you to enjoy and love this profession. Mm-hmm. My goodness, life is too short. Life is too short, and you are making a difference every day. You are changing kids' lives by showing Families. up. Wade, when he was a kid, you've heard his story. Mm -hmm. He just needed his teachers to show up. Mm -hmm. He just needed him to show up and to know that he was safe.
0: I learned a lot, obviously, and you
1: learned, and that and learning is important, Mm -hmm. but it's not the end all be all. And I think that we need to remember our purpose, our why, and what defines us as we head into that class every single day. Teachers, we love y'all. We love this community more than you could ever know, which is why we decided to talk about this today, because my heart has just been breaking for educators out there. This
0: was like in in time. I
1: just want to hug every single one of you and literally listen to you and listen to all of your problems and hear you out because it's so important. But just know that we have every every single teacher listening to this right now has been in the same exact boat, has felt the same exact thing. Right. Um, it's just something that we have to recognize and work with and work yeah. through. If
0: you're an educator, please reach out to your colleagues, your friends who are also educators and Share this episode with them because we want to be able to help them yeah. and encourage them. If you liked what you listened to way. today,
1: please rate, give us a rating on the podcast. Yeah. We would so appreciate that. Share this out, tag me, Hey Hope King, tag Wade, Hey Wade King. Let us know that you liked it. If you didn't, then you can. Um Keep, keep sh- that to yourself. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, fine. Yeah.
1: yeah, you can keep that to yourself. DM me. Um, yeah, you can DM <laughs> Wade. That's right. He'll use it for content later on, nah, guys. He'll if you don't like it, of, that's fine. He'll get that's a fine lot of Instagram it. engagement from that. Your opinion is that. fine.
0: Don't tell me I live my life.
1: But that. seriously, guys, we hope that you yes. have an amazing week. Be conscious this week of letting go of any guilt and saying, you know what? I'm doing the best that I can do with what I've got, with where I am, mm-hmm. and we're going to keep moving forward. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: The New EDU is hosted by me, Wade King.
1: And me, Hope King.
0: The show is produced by Chelsea Harfush
1: And edited by Andrew Weller. With production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo.
0: Cameron Berkman is our executive producer.
1: The New EDU podcast is a 3% chance production.